Child, I feel like I'm in iCarly. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome back to my first episode of my podcast, The Daily Life of a Christian Girl, period. I'm just gonna just jump right into it. I was afraid to record this episode because last time I had a lot of technical difficulties that I was experiencing trying to record this episode for you guys. And then I didn't even know what I really wanted to talk about. It was just a lot going on. I'm in a space right now where I feel very disconnected with the Lord. And I felt like I have nothing that I can offer to you guys. But that's a lie. That's the enemy. And the enemy is trying to put doubt in me. And I had to um, talk to a friend. It's like, if the enemy is trying to put doubt in me to, f- to finally record this first episode because I wanted everything to be perfect, then clearly this going to be big. So... Let me find out if the enemy is shaking in his boots. This is gonna be big. So yeah, period. I was going through a lot. I had a beach day, and we're back. We're ready because we got things to do. We don't got time to waste. Okay, so just to let you guys know, I'm not really good at this. This is my first time doing this, and I was so afraid to do this by myself because usually when you do podcasts, people usually do like with other people. But at the end of the day, I had to remember I'm not alone, and this is not my podcast. This is me and Dolores' podcast, really his. So, yeah, let's get right into it. So, as you can tell, like, fear and doubt has been one of the main themes in my life. And I'm telling you guys this because this is going to be important when I explain everything that I'm going to explain. And I felt the first thing I need to do with my first episode of my podcast is to talk about my testimony so you guys can kind of get a feel of, like, my background and how I got to where I'm at. And I just want this podcast to be a place where I always keep it real with you guys about what I'm going through because that's the whole point, the daily life of a Christian girl, because not every day you're going to feel very Christian-ish or whatever you call it. So I just want to be real with you guys. That's what my one hope for this podcast is for me to always keep it real. And I've just been feeling, and while on the topic of being real, like I said, I've just been feeling very disconnected. I can't remember the last, well, yesterday I finally opened my Bible in so long. And I just, I just miss the way that I used to be on fire for the Lord. I've just been spiraling. And I feel like it's time for us to go back to the basics. With that being said, that's where my testimony come in. So let's start from the beginning. Don't mind the sound in the back because I am not going to sweat to death. Okay, so as a child, um, I was always very sensitive to the spiritual realm. Like, I have early, early memories of me seeing stuff. Like, I remember always telling my mom I would see things. You know, as adults, they would just think, oh, we're children just being children. But I've kind of, like, really closed myself off to the spiritual realm because I've just been so, like, fearful. And that's some of the what I learned now was the main thing that the enemy did was try to implement fear in me from a very young age. I mean, as a child, how can you understand why am I seeing this spirit visit me, my little sister every night? Like, but if you guys want to know the the stories about all that, that is going to be for a different episode because we'd be here all night. In my family life, I, my father was like the typical Haitian dad, like very abusive um he was abusive in his way um and i feel like a lot of haitians were they're scared to use that word abuse let's just call it what it is like i said we're gonna keep it real here and at the time i was just so angry at my dad i felt i felt from a very young age that i had to be my own defender i felt that 
a lot of times adults could have stepped in to tell my dad no with some of his outrageous things and they chose not to out of um you know reverence in the culture and um something i will not be taking with me in my for my future children so i, I grew up very, a very angry angry child and because i felt like i lacked a voice i didn't have a voice i didn't have a defender i grew up to be a very um shy but like outspoken person I started talking back I was just very very angry and one of my escapes for me as a child is writing and making music as a little girl I would write songs literally I would write songs and um, I remember I used to come to my daycare with like four papers of songs I'm like all right thinking that me and my friend group at the time was the cheetah girls like okay I was giving Galleria like you have to learn this song now and it would be like girl be for real and then I would write books um from a very young age my mother had me she had me in the books I was always reading books and then I remember I would take my teacher's papers fold them up and write books draw them and I would sell them and if you know you know like I may tell you a joke but I will not tell you a lie so I've just been trying to find other ways to escape reality and to cope from a very young age especially when I had an obsession with dolls it was just anything to escape my reality and as I grew older because um I couldn't necessarily depend on dolls anymore I became very obsessed with shows about witches and like scary movies if you ask me what my favorite movie genre was I'm gonna tell you it's the country I ain't never missed a movie out and that was just for me a way to like try to understand what was going around with me because I told you guys in the beginning I would be very sensitive to spiritual realm but I just really couldn't understand so that was a way for me to try to understand again with the fear music and writing was just not enough for me to escape anymore because the enemy came from a very young age making me doubt myself like it's crazy because from a young age if to now there will always be somebody I meet along the way that would be like you need to get into music you need to get into music but the enemy would put doubt in me so bad that I would think, I basically feel like I'm 6'9", like I have the most horrible flow and y'all lying to me and y'all making me delulu. And that's not true. And like, especially when you know you have something as a child, like you know what it is. So yeah, the enemy is just, his, the biggest theme for me is fear and doubt. That's the gag. As being an angry kid, like I was always fearful. Like when I would get bullied in school, I'd be fearful, but I'm not going to show it. So it's like, for me, it's not funny, but this is the truth. For me, I was losing fights at home because, you know, I cannot, like, stop this grown person from hitting me. So I would take it out on the kids in school. And so, like, I mean, I wouldn't go searching for it, but I was, I would definitely, like, not walk away, per se. Like, they used to call me the silent killer in elementary school. It was it was so ghetto. It was so bad. But I knew that that's not who I wanted to be because I don't like fighting. Like, I always knew that. Fast forward, I grew up and, you know, I'm in college now. And this is where is T. This is where every, everything starts rolling because for me to really explain my whole childhood, it, we would be here too long. But I just told you guys the main points that's going to, like, all tie in together. So now it's during COVID, like little deep in the seasoning of COVID and I'm home and I remember that I was just so depressed. I did not want, like I was not looking for no nothing romantically 
and I ended up finding a job because I wanted a job so bad because I hate asking my parents for things like I genuinely hate it because I feel like a burden sometimes so I was looking for a job my mom helped me find this job and I remember I kept saying mm, PJP marketplace I'm like what is that like I never heard of that place I don't want to go there but then I just gave it a chance and boom that's where I find my <laughs> my ex and at the time me coming to the job the guys were very testy you need some water very testy I was just so closed off but it was just one particular person and you know what this is how I knew that I was meant I was meant to have this experience meant to meet this person because for some reason this person stuck out like a sore thumb to me and um he was he appeared very kind anything that I need help with he always made sure he helped me I remember telling my friends describing him as somebody who would never even hurt a fly that's how kind he was okay okay that's how they get you child the relationship was like at first for me I don't know like I didn't really see the red flags at first until the second week I remember the second week he was trying to make me meet his mother and my discernment was going off because it was a lot of signs like that was just one thing and again to talk about my relationship would be a whole different podcast but to say but what I have to say is there was a lot of signs in the beginning that this relationship was basically doomed from the start like something wasn't right but I was just for some reason I was just really drawn to this person and because again going back to what i told you about me and my father i was i was trying to fill a void um and he was very angry with me for going away for college so he really was taking it out on me so our relationship was very estranged from then so i was trying to fill a void and you know daddy issues and then boom here come this knight shining armor i guess <laughs> and i fell fast and because you know he also loved bobby that's a thing for your psychology student and then the relationship basically ended with me like down down so bad and here's where god comes in because god been trying to tell me to leave this relationship that's the thing. I had to put the phone down. I had to put my nose down. Let me say something. God been trying to tell me to leave this relationship, but I did not know that God was speaking to me. Because although I grew up with a religious mother, a religious family, minus my dad, <laughs> um, I did not know God for himself. And they don't teach you like this, like how to know when God is talking to you, none of that. I did not know God was talking to me. I just remember I was going through it in this relationship. It was abusive and um it was abusive um mentally and uh i remember feeling that was one of the worst times in my life like emphasis on this relationship not the person this relationship that was the worst time of my life that was when i was the most insecure in my body i was very severely depressed i was um pondering on suicide i was so stressed out and that i called this the hotline and the hotline pissed me off so bad that they ended up saving my life. <laughs> it's not funny, but guys, like, that's one thing about me. I laugh at my trauma. So that was around the time that it was just so damn bad for me. It was so damn bad that I would be like, you know what, God? Because you know, you know, you know when you, ha when you have to leave a situation. So I'm like, God, if this is not the one for me, please send me a sign. I'll tell you what, the Lord sent me two dreams that I ignored. Two dreams where he showed me that I was married to him and I was extremely unhappy. The, his family treated me like 
Dookie, basically, his family treated me very badly. I was very unhappy and I was very isolated from my family. And after a while, after the second dream and some events that went down, which again, for another episode, if that's what you guys want, I decided I'm going to leave. And it was so hard for me, guys. It was so hard for me. But it had to happen. And um, it was much more complicated than me just leaving. Things led up to whatever. But again, if you want me to talk about it, let me know in the comments. But um, it was so down bad. I was so down bad that I, that's when I look for Jesus. That's when I look for Jesus. I wasn't even looking for Jesus yet, but that's, it was so bad. I was eating once a day and I was crying out to Lord, to the Lord to please heal my heart. Like that's how bad it was. And you know, it's bad when that happens. And usually that's how it go. Like you get, you have something that happens to you that's so bad. It's usually like a breakup that just pushes you to Jesus. And I would kind of say that's around the time when the, wheels started rolling and to add on to when the lord was talking to me um i feel like the lord has always got me when i was like at my darkest darkest moments because there was a similar situation where i was eight years old i think i was around the age of six or eight that i was so so exhausted from my father's tyranny is that how you say it that um as a child mind you i've never watched any videos movies my parents did not play like i did not see anything i did not know what suicide was but i remember that i grabbed the knife and i stuck it to my stomach and all of a sudden i like i was in the kitchen i remember this vividly I was in the kitchen and I remember all of a sudden I, I wasn't in the kitchen anymore. Like my vision, like I just closed my eyes and, 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 and all I saw was me in a dark tunnel, but there was a light at the end and somebody telling me, I'm getting chills talking about this. Imagine if you go now, you will not get to see the good stuff that's coming. So it's like, I did not know at the time I was a child. How am I supposed to know that God was talking to me? But that one thing about God, I can always say he's always come through. Like, he clearly has a plan for me. Because every time I was in such a low state like that, he always came through. But again, I did not know that he was talking to me. So fast forward after um, the breakup, I had many, many sleepless nights. And then I started really getting interested in um, the Lord. I started asking questions. People who I knew that was really, like, talking about God I started trying to get into him but I remember we just a little bit before I met my ex when I was interested this was beginning of COVID that I was interested in in in, in God and the enemy scared me away the first time I downloaded the Bible app you guys and was taking it seriously was during COVID and all of a sudden I, like the enemy turned up the heat times 10 in the house it would be all this paranormal um heebie-jeebies going on that's so corny guys oh my goodness but yeah like he was scared me because the fear was one thing he was so good at that but, but listen no more so that's what scared me so now after the breakup i revisited the idea of the lord and trying to mm, let me download this bible like app and all of a sudden the sleepless nights increased like not only because of the breakup in my mental state but because the, like the enemy was really trying to scare me i would feel like evil stuff always when you try when you about to do good he tried to scare you and i didn't i didn't know any better and i was having a lot of sleepless nights i was so terrified that i would stay up until the sun comes um comes up for me to finally go to sleep because i didn't know the lord i didn't know the lord would protect me so long story short one day i'm just talking to my friend and i'm explaining these things and she tells me 
do you want to go to bible study she kept asking me before and i'm like mm, okay yeah another time but finally something just told me to go and this is all coming back to god's perfect timing because again i feel like looking back it wasn't time for me to go until that that specific time I randomly go thinking that I'm just going to get some Bible study because, again, I'm searching, I'm looking, and so I'm like, okay, perfect, this is the perfect time, like, I'm actually serious now, and I remember her dad, who's the pastor, moved me to tears with, one of, like, the beautiful things that he had to say about God, and I left with so much notes in my phone. Before I left, her mom, like, pulled me to the center to pray for me. And they prayed over me about the sleepless night. They just did such like a beautiful prayer. It almost felt like a like deliverance right in that moment. Um, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Um, I forever am, like will thank them for that. And tell me why that same night I felt like this fire on my back, like the like like the the fire for the Lord, and I didn't know what that was. And I just, but I knew for a fact that the Lord's presence was with me that night. I don't even know how to explain it because I was unfamiliar with it. But I knew the Lord was with me that night because it was a, a feeling but not a fear. And I slept like a baby that night. I'm getting chills, so I must be speaking facts. I've slept like a baby, y'all. I went from having a lot of sleepless nights to sleeping like a baby. The enemy couldn't touch me with that fear anymore in that moment. So then... I begged my mom to get me a Bible. The Bible was a pink Bible, of course. And um, I'll put the link in the bio. I started watching Superbook. I don't know if you guys know about Superbook, but don't sleep on Superbook. You can learn so much with that. And then I found out there's a show called The Chosen about Jesus. And it was just ways for me to like connect with the Lord when I didn't feel like opening my Bible. But I was so on fire for the Lord in that time, y'all. That I would just start, I would be moved to tears watching a cartoon about biblical stories. I would be moved to tears at God, at how how mighty God was. Y'all, like, some people laugh at me. But listen, if you need to watch Superbook to get it, then do that. And then I moved to The Chosen and start watching Jesus, uh, the show about Jesus. And there was a song called Rescue You by Lauren something. And I really felt like the lord was talking to me through that song it just felt like in that period of time the lord was telling me that he's calling for me and he's gonna rescue me out of my situation like i felt like the lord was picking me up and rescuing rescuing me out of my situation i feel the holy spirit right now as i'm talking i'm not even playing i feel it that is that's how i know i'm speaking something like not me the lord you guys i don't know how to explain it you just have to listen to the lyrics y'all i i know he was talking to me i know that i know that for a fact i'm in this journey i'm just like asking questions and this is where my um friend who's a prophet prophetess comes in and i'm asking her questions because she's always like talking about the lord on her social media I didn't really know anybody that like any friends of mine that was on this journey and I was still holding on to like some old friendships that didn't serve me any good but I know that with her I can ask her questions and she was always so helpful and then she slowly started introducing me to two other people by the time I was still holding like there was no space for me to get to know anybody no I didn't I didn't want to because I had trauma from friendships and I was still holding on to people that weren't good for me so it just again with perfect timing it just wasn't time yet now let's fast forward to I'm starting I'm in, I'm on this journey now I'm officially on this journey 
But here's the thing. I still have not forgiven my father. What I didn't tell you guys was during that time of me and my relationship, me and my father have stopped. He stopped speaking to me in a year for like a year. So it was a lot emotionally for me. And I was just angry at him. I was angry at him because I'm like, you're a dad. Like, and I was angry at everybody around me trying to tell me. It's almost like they wanted me. I remember feeling like it's almost like they wanted me to be the parent. And I'm like, no, he's the parent. He stopped talking to me. And and when I would call him, I would feel this feeling of rejection. Um, I just, I just, I just couldn't. I just reached my breaking point, and I was just angry with my father. I couldn't even look him in his face. That's how angry I was. And it was New Year's, and my mom said, "Let's go see your father." And I'm like, "Okay." Now, because before then, I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> but in that time, that's how you know the Lord was working. The Lord was going to have His way. I went. It didn't start immediately. That's one thing that y'all need to know. When the Lord is going to have his way, it's not a one, two, three. Like, it's God's perfect timing. That's the whole theme of this video, God's perfect timing. So when I went, my dad was acting real standoffish. I was acting real standoffish. It was just very awkward, and I was very angry. And I was so sad. And uh, I felt very alone on top of that because I was going on this journey that I couldn't really relate with anybody with. So I remember... That night, um, the prophetess, she messaged me randomly. Like, no, I think I was asking some questions about the show. Yes. And then she started telling me randomly, I don't know where the Lord wants to tell you something. And I'm like, get? So I'm like, huh? And man, I don't know if I want to share that with you guys because it was very like intimate. But that was my first time like receiving prophecy and that really solidified my relationship with the Lord because the point was the Lord acknowledged that he's seen my efforts. He's been keeping me since I was a child with things and it's just like things that nobody would know unless you was a fly on the wall. It just it's just like you just knew this this is God because because I didn't even share my experiences with this person. This was strictly God. Like, this person did not know me. My dad was not speaking. None of that. This was God. And I remember being so moved to tears. But the biggest thing for me in those prophetic messages was that I had to forgive my father. And I was not ready. Even though God was acknowledging, you right. You have righteous anger towards your dad. Like, not I wouldn't say righteous anger, but like, your feelings are valid. But that doesn't mean you can't forgive because the thing is, so many things that I have done, that's like, if I can't forgive my dad, he can't forgive me then. The Lord can't forgive me. And I couldn't understand that concept. I'm like, okay, well, God, if you understand that I have the right to be upset with this man, why well, I got to forgive him? And I didn't really know what forgiveness looks like because in my dynamic, from what I've seen, nobody ever says, the adults around me, they don't say sorry. It's just like, you just get over it. Like, okay, what you doing? You hungry? Like, so I don't really understand what forgiveness is and it displayed in my friendships as well because me and my one friend we would get into it. it's almost like the same dynamic like of my father we would get into it and it was like we were just like okay anyway hey girl like there was no really real like I didn't understand the concept of forgiveness but the Lord will always have his way although I was in um this journey there was a lot of things that still had to be worked on. Like, 
Um, also, I was bullied in freaking my dad. Well, kind of, but not really. I was just still, like, very, like, in, in the middle of bo- both worlds. Especially, like, although I stopped going out, like, I stopped, you know, participating in certain things. You know how college life is. It, it was still, like, you know, it still wasn't giving the Christian girly that it was supposed to be giving. Now, moving on to my friendships, because I still didn't know how to forgive my dad, so I'm trying to fill a void. I don't have the boyfriend anymore that I was depending on to fill that void. So for me, it was my friends, and that's one thing for me. I always said as a child, because my family, it was a little rocky, that's why friendships meant, that's why friendships meant a lot to me. And I would, just like in my relationship, I have a tendency to hold on to people that it is clear that they have overstayed their welcome, but I just don't want to be alone. I would have friends that I know for a fact don't have my best interests at heart, talking about it behind my back. I had a friend that like always yelling at me, not saying that it was just a one-way street, but it was just from my perspective. I would know that they had weird animosity towards me. I would have friends that would not consider my feelings, would leave me, like, leave me out of stuff and then expect me to be, like, like normal. You know, I just didn't have healthy friends. Not to say that there wasn't that one or two, but overall, it wasn't even what it was supposed to give. And I was also enabling this behavior because I was afraid to speak on it. Because if I speak on it, I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna lose you. Like I was walking on eggshells with almost everybody in my life. Especially that played in my relationship with my best friend. I'm always gonna like we're not best friends anymore, but I'm always gonna like care for her so much. But one thing that she knows and that we've talked about was that we had a tendency that like we both don't really express our feelings until it blow up and when it blow up she would get verbally abusive and again this is just a product it is not even her this is just like a product of your environment so i'll never fault her for that and my friends will tell me like when i tell other people when i tell my family my cousins she'll be like girl you gotta let this go because not saying that she's a bad person because she's not but as far as us and the friendship, it's not clicking. And I, w- I just didn't want to let go. I'm like, no. And because I, I couldn't, I didn't want to get to know any other friends. I just wanted my homegirl. Like, that was my homegirl, period. I don't care how, much, how many times she yelled at me. And because I feel like she understood me. Like, I didn't want to re-explain my whole life story to somebody. She she was with me through everything. Um, And then the Lord had his way. And it was around my birthday, everything went south. At my birthday, I reached a breaking point, not to get too into it, but I was done. I, I was starting to like be over my people-pleasing habits, basically. And the Lord kind of confirmed for me for a prophetic message that um, it's the blood's on my hands if I don't let this friendship go. Point blank, period. Now imagine losing a partner and then... I'm starting to distance myself now from other friends that weren't good for me. And now losing my best friend of years, that hurts so much. That hurts so much. I remember after texting her, like basically like a friend breakup, it was very mature, the the texting between us in that moment. I was crying for like hours because I'm like, I'm, I'm alone now. I'm going to miss this girl. But I say this to say... After letting go of all those friendships, it was now the perfect timing for me to get to know new people. 
And that's when I could feel that my heart was actually opening up to the experiences of having new friends. And these friends have shown me what healthy friendships look like. Um, Nobody's perfect, but it has helped me raise the standard of what I want in friendships. I realized that you can't make space for new things if you're still holding on to old things, basically. Um, And that's for all my old friendships across the board. And I remember feeling so lonely, and now was the time to let them in. And the Lord was definitely, you could tell the Lord was definitely having his way with me in those time periods. Now, I started going out with my friends, started going to church where I had my first deliverance. And I remember the first time with my deliverance, like, we this going to have to be another episode. But the first time with my deliverance was the first time I ever even knew about deliverance for I didn't really understand the concept of having, like, spirits that, that will manifest, that will make you, influence you to do things. I remember when she was casting out that spirit, like, I was just did, didn't really feel like I had control of my body. That was the first time I ever experienced something like that. But the main thing I remember hearing, Jennifer, let go. Forgive. That was the big, I could tell that that's the biggest key in my breakthrough to forgive because I feel, I mean, everybody's been through something, but for me personally, I feel that I've been hurt so bad that I'll, for, I'll say I forgive you, but I really hold it in. She told me, let go, forgive those people, forgive those people. And I'm like, dang, here come this, this topic of forgiveness again. I'm like, oh my goodness. But I remember after deliverance, I felt the I felt so light. I felt the Holy Spirit. And then we did an activity in the car about forgiveness. And then they encouraged me to call my father and really forgive him. And I can honestly say today that I'm, I, 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 I don't feel that anger, that hate that I felt towards him. I call him today. I'm like, hey, dad, how are you? Like, but you see how fast this happened. This happened in only a span of a few months. Like, I went from raging, like, hating this man to, like, hey, dad, how you doing? That is the Lord because that's not me. That's the Lord because the Lord knows without him I would not have done it. I was like, no, I have pride. I'm not going to call my dad. No, period. And with that being said, I officially forgave my dad. I let go of some old baggage. Welcome in new experiences. That's the time when I really started feeling my life was at peace. And fast forward, I felt like I became a whole new person. And it was only right that I get baptized. I felt like I was reborn and that's the whole purpose of baptism. My parents had already my, my parents had already baptized me, but it's just like it was fitting because now I'm old enough and I was in I was in a place where I felt like I finally knew the Lord for myself that I was ready to get baptized as far as the baptism go I remember every time I tried to like schedule it it just was never working I wanted my new spiritual family to be a part of my baptism but it never worked out and I remember being afraid to tell my mom because I didn't want her to think like oh I'm changing I'm Muslim or something because you know but I was like you know I have to do this for me the Lord is putting it on my heart to do so but, like, again, every time I tried to schedule the baptism, it never worked out. So, I'm like, okay. So, then one day my friend, the prophetess, she is saying, like, hey, let's link up this weekend. And um, even she wanted to change her mind, but then, like, the Lord was just putting on her heart to come. And then my other friend joined. And then, you know, like, it's the Sisters in Christ weekend. And, you know, we just ended up having, like, a sleepover. 
I'm thinking it's just gonna be a sleepover, like a girls, girls night. Like I was excited because you know finally healthy friendships, and my other sister she couldn't come, and so yeah. And then long story short, while we here, the original plan was for us to film my first episode of my podcast, but that didn't work out. Y'all, the Lord had His way, guys. Long story short, that sleepover turned into breakthrough. She we started praying over the home. I remember before we even got to that point, I remember she said to me, Jennifer, come here. Let's go into the room. The prophet said, she said to me, Jennifer, come on. I have to talk to you. And she was putting her son to sleep in my room. And I remember out of nowhere, she started rebuking stuff. And I'm like, girl. So I grabbed onto her again with the fear. I'm like, girl, who's in here with us? And she's just like, girl, do not grab my head like while I'm praying. Again, with the fear. And we're in the dark. One thing about me, I was always afraid of the dark. And she just starts getting on her knees praying. So something put in my heart to just get down on my knees pray, to pray. And at this time, I was doubting the Lord. Personal feelings, I was just starting to doubt the Lord. And I wasn't even, I didn't even have the, my mind on the baptism anymore. And all of a sudden, she starts prophesying to me. The Lord is speaking to me. And it moved me so much that I fell down to the floor. And I, I saw, as my eyes is closed, in the dark, I wasn't even afraid of the dark anymore, y'all. I wasn't even thinking about the dark. Because I saw a vision of him standing in the corner right in front of me in my room, the way that my room was set up. Like, right in front of us. And I put my hand out like this. Like, I'm, like, all the way to the floor, like, just show, like, complete. Like, I was just in awe of the Lord. I was just like, th- all I could say was, thank you, Jesus. Out of nowhere, I started getting these demonic images in my head. I'm, I start freaking. I'm like, uh-uh, like, I do not want to smoke. And then I literally feel, as my hand was like this, that he grabbed my hand. This was something very vivid. He grabbed my hand, and he said, I'm here. I am here. I am here three times. That's something I'll never forget because it's the first time I felt actual contact with the Lord. He grabbed my hand. Like, it, this will always sound crazy to people, but I had to, like, literally write this in my notes to remember the date and everything. This this really happened. Man, let's just say after all that, we did some praying and i was so moved to tears i felt so light and i remember coming downstairs after everything happened to like check on our other friend and and set her bed up and everything and my family was looking at me like are you okay because my eyes was red i was listening i was moved to tears i was it wasn't no crying of sadness it was crying of just pure like wow my god wow and so the next day, oh yeah, and then we end up finding like some witchcraft in the in the house that the neighbors, that I mean the old people that used to live here had left. So we had to, we was going to war. The next day, it was finally like time for us to do the baptism. She was like, yeah, let's clean the bathtub. Let's do the baptism. And it really felt like God's perfect timing. It really did. It couldn't have been any better. It really did. And she told me, put on your best dress. Like, this is a, like a marriage ceremony. And I put on my favorite pink dress that I photographed for my birthday. It was symbolic because I was reborn in um, that dress. Like, reborn. It's almost like you're reborn in your identity. You die to self. And um, my sister was there to witness my baptism. Y'all, tell me why as soon as I got up from that water, my sister almost fell she automatically became weak like she was about to fall on the floor y'all that like the 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 spirit like 
because one thing about me, I'm the older sibling, and it has been like prophesied to me that I'm the firstborn for a reason, like the cha- the chain breaker. So it's very symbolic that as soon as I got up from the water, she fell. So it's like it starts with like me, like those things was falling off of me, and they're falling off of her. Woo, child, like. I just can't wait for there to be an episode when my sister talks about her testimony. And I know it's coming. The Lord's going to have his way. So I say this to say all of this, this is like a very condensed version of my testimony. But I want you guys to take away from this is that the point is it's a perfect timing. Not once in this story that any of these things happened to me when I was perfect. A lot of people think that to come to Christ, you got to be perfect. When he found me, he found me right after I was done with my relationship, depressed. When he chose yesterday is going to be the day for my baptism was a day that I had doubt. When he chose to show himself to me and hold my hand was a day that I was the night before I was doubting his entire existence. Now, this is the thing. You do not have to come perfect, you guys. That is not the point. Like, like he's not looking for perfect he will he wants you to come as you are he will call you and you'll know and just give just give in it's not something that's drastic it's slowly he's gonna meet you where like where you're at and at the end of the day he's gonna have his way and his will is gonna be what it is for God's perfect timing and that's the whole point of this video I feel like that's what I want you guys to take away because remember at first I wanted I wanted to come to God but it just wasn't time it just wasn't time y'all it just wasn't time you guys and this as i'm telling you this testimony because i remember telling you guys in the beginning i've been feeling very distant from the lord i could just feel like a revival going on in me as i'm telling you guys this story so you guys that is my testimony i want to thank you guys for tuning in like even with this podcast I wasn't ready. I've been I've been wanting to do this podcast. If you know, you know. I had tried to do this before and it just didn't feel right until now. Again, God's perfect timing. And now I was able to get a microphone and the equipment to set it up. Like even trying to record the first episode the first time, there was a lot of technical difficulties. It was just a mess, you guys. And all of a sudden things are kind of they're flowing so well. Everything is God's perfect timing. So do not feel rushed. Do not make anybody feel like they rush they got like you they're rushing you. Don't let nobody rush you. It's God's perfect timing. And don't let anybody make you feel that you have to be perfect. And another thing, you'll know when it's time to take out the trash. Not saying that they're trash, Father forgive me. But you'll know. And when you finally get take out the trash, you have space to, for new people, new experiences, new opportunity. Just do it. You'll be okay, guys. I would have never thought I would have found new friends like this. Just, it'll be okay because I'm an introvert. So, yes, guys. And that is my first episode. And, you know, although I, nothing was perfect, this is my first episode. And I'm glad that it happened this way. All right, guys. Let me know in the comments what you guys want to talk about. And hopefully there will be a day that this podcast will premiere on spotify apple music and all those things and again i'm just so grateful for even if it's one viewer that's listening two viewers i'm just grateful point blank period thank you for tuning in bye guys